Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It's the only Arsenal podcast that counts. By Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 29 of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. We're going to discuss the World Cup Roundup, pre-season training and look forward to the upcoming games in Singapore. We look back to the game at Boreham Wood, uh, plus much, much more. Hope you enjoy it. Evening, guys. Afternoon, everybody. Good morning, wherever you're listening in the world. Um, today, we have only got one mic. We've got Scunthorpe Mike. Mike is back with us, and we also have um, a very smug um, Manny. Uh, obviously, if people who have been listening before will know that uh, Manny is of uh, French origin and has been extremely smug on... Um, our Facebook groups, uh, and also on um, some of the Twitter, uh, the Twitter feeds, and the WhatsApp and uh, Messenger groups. Um, I'm obviously Fergus from Arsenal Fans Forum. Guys, how are we doing? Uh, Mike, I'll talk to you first. I've just got to put off. I'm good, thank you. Yeah. Oh, you sound a lot better this week. Sound. Yeah, sound a lot better. Sound a lot clearer. So. All oh, right. Yeah. yeah, it's probably because I ain't got the laptop plugged in. <laughs> you know, it is, you can't you can't trust technology these days, especially batteries. No, no, I know, and uh, we 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 are all just trying to do this from our our front rooms, offices, whatever whatever it is. Um, so, what you been up to over the last week or so? Uh, not too much. Usually, just the housework. Um, I've had a new kitchen fitted, so just getting like cracking on. Spending lots of money, then, by the sounds of it. Ugh. In it just and then some. Um, you know what I am. I'm just trying to do all the small talk stuff to uh, avoid the. Well, I don't know if he's got his head in the door yet. If this virtual door of uh, our studio. Um, uh, go on then, <laughs> Manny. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna mute myself for a bit. I think you better. <laughs> I told you, didn't I? I told you, didn't I? I told you. Right? I told you. I told what, all that you of would you. laugh one day. No, and I you told would be happy every on the podcast. single one of you haters. Right? Every single one of you haters. Every single one of you doubters that we were going to do it. I told you. Do not underestimate us. And you did just that. Just because you wanted to win your sweepstakes. Well, your sweepstakes is out the fucking window, mate. World champion. I still got 40 quid for me, father. World champions all right screw your five on me world champions champion du monde world champions mate. well deserved the best team won end of story well you can carry Finish on yet i'm gonna say Finish i'm just it. gonna put it out there i said france would win it from the start <laughs> Yeah, well, you, you well, don't tell, try to smooth up to him. No, well, well, no, 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 no. You do whatever you want to do, mate. You tell this, 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 this leprechaun here. All right. Next time, do not bet against us. All right. Don't do, just don't do it. I didn't. I didn't choose who I had. That was a, <laughs> no, it. Was a no, random no, no, draw. No, you know what? No, don't no, you no. understand what a no, sweepstake no, is? No, we're not talking about this. Oh, you know, you know what I'm seeing. What I'm looking at right now. I'm actually looking at a French shirt hanging on the dryer. Isn't that beautiful? And it's beautiful as well it's beautiful to look how at. many stars on your shirt only one i expect uh yeah there's only one star on that one you're getting a new one. Oh hell yeah 
Hell yeah. Do you have to cheat to get that? Do you have to cheat to get that? Do you have to like walk up close to the shop, look at the attendant, and they look like they're going to hand you the shirt, and then you fall over on the ground, and uh, then oh yeah, and they give you the shirt for like a, a cut price or something like that. <laughs> well, it's it's do, it's do 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 you have to go near the check out and then just smack it with your hand across the line and then celebrate that you got a shirt and got to a finals competition i'm just repeating some of the possible french cheating incidents with well you know at least you know at least we actually uh qualified um at least we actually saw the shop in the horizon uh meanwhile you lot didn't even get over the hill so um yeah, I, I don't really care for your sour grapes. Like, I, my I really my, my, prote- my protest is I will eat bacon, but I will never eat Danish bacon again for the next four years. Yeah, and it was a Spurs player as well to make it worse. Fuck off. To make it worse, yeah. <laughs> that's not that's none of my business. That that's your fault. No, that's that's none of my yeah. business, you know. Um, I'm not in the um I'm not in the business to care um what other teams do and don't do um in this instance. I can only I only care about what we did and that's lift the whole damn thing. Well, well done to well done to you and all the French people. My uncle was very, very happy as well, and I've had random pictures of him with uh, French trickler on his face, replacing his Irish trickler, and ah, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> uh, but also, uh, well done to Mark Porter, who uh, had France in the sweepstakes on Arsenal fans forum. I had uh, Croatia. Um, and uh, even more so, Big Steve, who has been on the podcast, I think he organised it really well. Even his uh, his start with his um, it was live sweepstake TV broadcast that we done. I thought that was really well done as well. So yeah, um, yeah. Shout, so, out to those shout out, guys. yeah, shout out. So the World Cup stats: one hundred and sixty-seven goals <clears throat> in sixty-five games. When you count that. Um, We'll talk about the third place game actually yeah, to see what you think about Do it. We have to, um, but there was only one nil nil, which happened to be French versus Denmark. Yeah, but so, we won. So no, no, doesn't really matter. Yeah, it just, it? it just fucking rubs it in even more, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the frog's legs versus the bacon. Oh my good god! Yeah, and we won it. What did we make of it, guys? Come on, talk to me. Which one are we talking about? The third place playoff. No, just the overall tournament. What 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 did you make of it? Dude, it was great. Like little... yeah, obviously for you, but no, 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 aside... no, no, no. I'm I'm dead serious. It was actually great from start to finish. Um, tournament of set pieces. Tournament of set pieces, but there was some great games as well. Um, Spain v Portugal. Uh, Oslo versus Argentina. <laughs> Messi. Um, Japan versus Belgium. Um, Russia versus Croatia was a good game. Oh well. man, that was a good game too. Um, none of the England games were of any good, to be honest. Um, <laughs> no, they were, they were. In fairness, I, I thought the England Sweden game, although no, no. it was. Oh come on! No, no, it, no it, it wasn't as bad as some people say. I, I thought England looked like they were stepping up a gear and getting a bit better. Look, England, England. I'm Irish, but I was supporting England and Germany through the tour. They were the teams I took interest in. Um, why? I. I live in this country. I've been here for thirty so, years. Um, yeah, I still Ireland aren't, aren't at the tournament, and my my daughter lives in Germany. So I I, I chose two teams for personal right. reasons. Fuck you. Treason. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, the, the Eng- I thought England looked like they're stepping up. I think they they didn't and wouldn't have got there 
uh, if they had got to the f- uh, like the other leg to get through, I don't think they would have got through to the semi-finals. If they'd got to the final, be it Belgium or be it France, England wouldn't wouldn't have won. Listen, it's a final. Anything can happen. If you think back to when uh, Arsenal uh, played Chelsea, when Arsenal played Chelsea uh, and one of the games of my life uh, and we won the FA Cup and there was nobody was ever expecting in a second that Arsenal were going to win that game and that could have happened, you know, but it's doubtful. France, no piss taken in, in, in involved in this. France did get a bit lucky. Um, oh, Griezmann did. G- G- Griezmann did go down. And oh, he, my he, God. Listen, he... Shut up oh, a second. About this all day, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Gr- Gr- how did Gr- we... Griezmann... Hold on. How, how exactly did we get lucky? All right, okay. Gr- Griezmann for the first goal. Okay. Griezmann... Uh, was going to get fouled, and the defender, I can't remember what his name was, mm. uh, decided to pull out of the foul. Griezmann called the foul on, which professionally, that's what they do, that is tactics and everything else, but he didn't get touched and he went down like a sack of shit, which consequently gave uh, France uh, a set piece outside the box, and what Mike said earlier, uh, it was the tournament of set pieces, and they scored the first goal. That wasn't too bad. Then you had the VAR, and it's the very first uh, penalty that was ever uh, awarded in the World Cup final um, with, because of VAR. Did you think it was? I, I actually thought it was a 50-50, and I will reserve the rest of my conversation to that. Um Mike, I'll have your. You, you can respond to this, and then we'll keep Le, Le Frog to hang on for a few minutes. Come on, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, end of the day, France won. You can't. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what it is. It's that's how it goes. Uh, people dive all the time in tournaments, as we well know. Uh, there's plenty of them that do it. Uh, it's not just. France or anybody else. No, fair enough, fair enough. It's, Go on, Manny. It's, it's the way the game's played, and especially something like VAR. Yeah, I admit, it was it was the wrong call. Uh, I did watch the game, but you can, I can't take any way, anything away from France. Uh, they won the game. Uh, it was... Agreed. So, <laughs> you can't do it about it. As, as, as we were saying about England, and I know Manny will probably have something to say about it. Uh, obviously, I'm from England... I'm proud of the England team. Yeah, we could. You could say we had an easy run through. I sort of agree with that. We got the easy side, but that's a, that's I'm a not. I'm not turning around like most people. Uh, they're not heroes at the end of the day. I don't agree with that. Yeah, I did get caught up with the it's coming home, especially when going out when we went to. Oh, well, I went out and watched the game. I was very very intoxicated, and I think that's the only time I was singing it's coming home, but. I was still singing after the game. Uh, I got behind it. But, so but you know, you know I'm what, not going to argue. You know what, Mike? Um, the thing about the coming home, and I know Manny has said and, and threatened that he's got something to say on this side of things. The thing about England heroes and coming home and all that, all that sort of thing, I, what I think that England done, uh, which was really good, is the first time in a long, long time that the country had been more united about behind one team, be it the Irish, the Welsh, some of the Scottish and so on. But 
but the country is Scottish. But, Welsh, no, to be honest, some of the Welsh were, but <laughs> but but you know you know what I mean. Even 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 the Irish. I know lots of Irish who are back in the English. I think, I think it's because no one was expecting a lot from the squad. Um, I think before the tournament, a lot of people wrote them off to going out in the group stages. I, I think I was one of them. I said, look, if we get further than the groups, I think it's it. You're doing but well. It, but it also gave gave uh, you, you know the way people go. Oh yeah, it's only fo- football. I'd rather rugby or I'd rather something else. Oh, it's all it's all a thuggish sort of um, fan base and everything else. There was no trouble. There was no aggro. The only trouble was in Paris afterwards when some people got out of hand and over exuberant celebrations and stuff like that. But it it, it allowed men, women, and children watch a tournament enjoy a festival of sport and uh, for that oh yeah i yeah. dump my cat to uh the, the russians but it's, it's about time and and the russians well obviously russia held a brilliant world cup there was great hosts from what everything that i saw from the stadiums to everything else it was a brilliant world cup i couldn't argue with it at all and i, I honestly think after russia and qatar i can see it being I don't think there will be one nation that hosts a World Cup anymore. I no, they're going to move. They're going to move it around everywhere. After, well, yeah. I think it, is it uh, USA, Canada, and Mexico? Is it held in the one after yes. that? Yes, but I think there's only one game or two games in Mexico, three in Canada, and the majority of games will be in America. Mm. And is that the first tournament with 48 teams in it? So there's going to be a lot of games. Yeah, that's yeah. It's going to be a bigger, bigger so, turnout. And I think so, the Euros next. Not next year, the year after, uh, is held across Europe, so it's it's in the bigger stadiums. I don't like that. I don't know. I can see that working. I think it gives everybody an opportunity to go see a game with it, with it being your country or not. Mm, uh, it gives yeah. it gives everyone an opportunity to go see at least one game. Because uh, I know, is it? I don't know if it's the final, the semi-finals being held in Wembley. Uh, I think the final, yeah. the final, yeah, the final. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a good opportunity to, for people to go see. You know I mean, to go see some of these teams. So, Manny, what was your thought on the uh, penalty? And I'll then um, share mine. Um, uh, the free kick. Um, it was a dive. Um, I don't like Griezmann anyway. I think he's a. I think he's a weasel. Um, since the Arsenal game, I've been put off by him. And to be honest, I don't care. I, I really do not care um, because I'm, I'm I'm thinking with my Arsenal hat on now. Had this been um, an Arsenal player um, and we're in the Champions League final, I do. I have nobody, no Arsenal fan would care, right? If we had won, I agree. It, no Arsenal fan would care. So why should I um, dive in and then play acting and all of that has become part and parcel of the game? There, there seems to be nothing being done about it by the powers that be they just let it go so um I'd... well VA, VAR did try it and do some stuff about it but that's a second phase of play or a second uh, phase play back yeah, well, so they couldn't they couldn't they, they, review that otherwise it needs to be like everything is refereed by somebody in a box and they just relay the um <clears throat> Do you, do you follow what I mean? Relay, yeah. relay their their instructions from from afar. Um, on the penalty, what did you make of the penalty? Just uh, oh god, um, for me it was a pen. Um, the reason why I'm going to say it on this not because oh you're French. Um, no, nope. the reason why the penalty was given in the first place is because his hand 
was going towards the ball, whether deliberate or not. His hand was going there. Um, had his hand make a uh, stayed in a neutral position and the ball hit him would there have been a penalty I don't know but the movement of his hand I think played a part in um, the penalty being awarded um, the referee who was crap I did say on my Facebook um, earlier in the game I said this referee is going to cost someone this game he was crap from from start to finish and I, I'm thinking back to he looked nervous he was he was atrocious I'm thinking back to um, I think Lovren was, was you know Lovren best defender in the world um he was about to apparently so. Who he's lost? He, he's lost four finals, the in World a row. Cup final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, a, he's <laughs> t- self-acclaimed. He's, he's yeah, terrible. Self-acclaimed. He's terrible. But um, he was going to. It was a fifty-fifty ball between him and and Gil. and Gil's leg came up, but it was at hip height. Then when he got the ball, so he blocked Lovren from from clearing it, and the referee blew his whistle. And I'm just like, what? 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 You know, and some of the bookings he gave, I'm just like, yo, he he was atrocious. So, um, the penalty, the, the penalty was given. What what do you want us to do about it? Um, no, 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 nothing, nothing. And to be honest, I was I was in uh, contact with Martin, my my, my daughter's boyfriend. Uh, he's the uh, the German influence on my on my uh, allegiances over the the tournament. And um, he said, oh, I don't don't know if it's a penalty. I said, oh, it's fifty fifty, probably fifty one percent but I don't know which way and I, the penalty was given and looking back at all the VAR decisions that were made over the uh, tournament if ball comes to hand and it doesn't touch any other part of the body um, they've given the penalty every time so on that basis consistency I think it was a penalty but the reason I'm going on about this is not necessarily about uh, the World Cup it, it's more about uh, if that was in the Premier League that would be ball to hand and moved on um 2019 is the earliest we're going to get VAR in the Premier League do you think it will work how would you change it what would you do oh god um oh. it needs some serious work it does it um, does there, there's there's it, some foolishness I've, still going I've around I've quite liked it. it overall no no don't get don't get me wrong um it, it's had it, it's positives but then that there's there's some situations where you're just like okay how does this make sense I'm pointing to um the Belgium and, and Brazil game where Jesus was taken out you know by by Courtois it was a, it was a penalty and it wasn't given and I'm like okay um right so it's at the end of the day VAR is there to help the referee but the final decision is at the referee's discretion um which for me ugh, I don't know you know because there's still Mike Dean's around so so an idiot like Mike Dean can, can we're not allowed to use words like that on say here what <laughs> we're not allowed to use words like that on here oh, it's too late I already have um he's 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 uh yeah, the, the the it needs some work. It, it needs some work. It, it really does. It's still a bit unclear, um, and and I think the referees what, need what, help. Still, what would you fundamentally change? Um, if there was if there was one thing you say, what you, and then Mike, you say what if there was one thing you change? Like, honestly, honestly, I would. The, ref- the refs need proper training in it. They didn't, but they need the proper thing. training. I think I would take away, you know, the referee having to go over to a monitor and I would leave it to somebody in the room Great. to tell the ref, listen, you've missed something. This is, this is, you know, just somebody in the room to do it, pause the time, you know, stop the time and show it on the bloody screen so the fans can see it as well. 
Um, that, that that's what I would change. Yeah, Mike? I'd make it more. I'd make it more like that with the uh, rugby style. Uh, show it on the big screen, uh, but take yeah, take away that little TV box. It's pointless. It's no need for it. Well, We've it, got it, five, six guys sat in a bus shelter. It's <laughs> why. What, what's wrong with them making a decent decision to the ref? Uh, the problem, the thing is, that what I would change is definitely ref training. Um, because if this tournament's shown anything about VAR, it's been poorly run. Yes, there's been some good decisions and it's been it's worked, but I would say the majority, probably 80, 75, 80% have been poor decisions. I'd actually disagree with that. I think in the early stages when it was first starting uh, and some of the um, smaller federations um, and countries that were represented uh, and in the group stages, there was some poor refereeing. There was some... Uh, they, they were a little bit rabbit in headlights and once the guy spoke in his ear you might want to have another look at that there was they, they knew they'd made a mistake so they've got to make a new they've got to make a, a a change of the decision anyhow and I think that's what the referee in the final I think he shit himself and when they come along and he, he ran back to the screen again and had another look um, uh, it, it just made made a little bit of a mockery of it overall I've liked the concept, I've liked the idea, and I think it gets, um, in my in, in my job, it's uh, best customer outcomes as always we're looking for. And I think as a fan um, and a supporter that's trying to obtain the same thing, the best outcome. Yeah, don't get me I, wrong, I like the idea of it. I thought yeah. it was brilliant that they introduced it in the World Cup. But like you say, the problem with it was the poor refereeing. It's, if you're going to, get a ref from a lower league you're going to have some poor outcomes they're, they're not they're not premier league they're not serie a they're not bundesliga or la liga yeah they're, they're, they're refereeing in israel and all different this is places it. Yeah, so yeah. They're, they're used to the different styles whereas the player the majority of the players that are in the world cup are used to the higher Cha- league champions league yeah, sort of level you know I mean, yeah. champions league europa league and they're used to that sort of style, so you could see play. Obviously, you could see players getting really, really frustrated with them, with the poor decisions. And yes, in the World Cup final, unfortunately, the ref did take a lot of it away from what was I thought was a good game. Yeah. I enjoyed the game. I, I must admit, I did enjoy yeah, the game. I did, and um, it was like Manny said, it was a lot of it was down to a poor refereeing, which is it's true. It was poor refereeing, and 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 also like Manny said earlier, I. I agree that it should be, and I think you said as well, Mike, that it should, it should be on the big screens. The fans should be more interactive. I felt that's what the good thing was, but we were a fan on TV, and as a TV spectacle, VAR actually worked because we could see the replays and everything else, and we go, oh, yeah, actually, it's a fair point. So, if, Well, that's what you need in a stadium because yeah, it's exactly. what you get in rugby. You can't argue with it if it's on the big screen. It, it just saves a lot of hassle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, there was a lot talked about um, trying to finish off on the World Cup stuff soon, but there was, and trying to bring it back into, unless you had something to say, Manny, did you have anything further to say on that? Above you, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. You can move on. Okay. Okay. Oh, why, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, um, it was the first, uh, they're talking about like coincidence, uh, because we're talking about Burnley, uh, the last time they played in Europe. Um, was 1966, and on that same year, um, Chelsea finished fifth. Um, yeah. And 
we'll talk about coincidences. You know what? Talking about coincidence, it, this was the first World Cup final that six goals were scored since... Um, what year do you reckon? Oh, yeah, I know. 66. Mm. 1966. So, oh, it was all signposts that way. So, so it was always going to happen. So anybody who believes in like all that... You know, karma and the alignment of the stars and everything else. Well, can't be too good because England didn't win the World Cup this year. No, England were well, never no. going to win the World Cup. No, but but it was it wasn't about that. It's just about nineteen sixty. The coincidence with nineteen sixty six, Mike. That was all I was joking about. Sorry, we never. Sorry. Going to I had to throw it in there. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, but go, going no, on about, I it, never thought they would money. No. Okay, going on about England. Uh, and, yes, can, can we uh, dissect them now? It, it, no, no, no! One second, it's it, it's coming home. Um, there was a lot of Arsenal fans going. It's happened again. Spurs have bottled it, and all the Spurs oh. players. Wait, wait, right, wait, wait, few, wait, 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 Fergus! Wait, wait. Speaking about Tottenham and speaking about disgusting and how they stain everything that they do. Right, you were watching the game, right? Back pass, yes, back pass to the. Cl- I told you, I told you guys, and we when we were speaking about it last week on the podcast, you know about your allegiances. Can you let them go when the players play for their countries? And me and Mike both said no, and and Miguel said, "Oh yes, I can." Well, look what the hell happened in the final. Look what happened. <laughs> All right, look. I, right, I listen. Yeah. I was I was watching the final with um my little brother, his friend, and my mom. Right, I have never cussed as much as I did in front of my mom. It, it just, it just, and I hope she hit you. She didn't, but it just all came out. I, I just could not stop. It just all came out. See, see, disgusting. Just, just everything that they do is just crap. You know what I mean? You, you've got time on the ball. That there's, there's barely any pressure. Clear it. Oh no, I don't know what was he doing. What was he doing? I'm trying my hardest not to cuss right now. This is hard. Anyway, sorry for interrupting. <laughs> uh, Not all but, jobs. <laughs> but there was there was Arsenal fans. Um, you talked through me a little bit. There was Arsenal fans and there was Spurs fans. I, my local pub is mostly um, West Ham and Spurs. And they have West Ham for years ago. Yeah, we won the fucking World Cup, 1966. West Ham, West Ham. I never get into the argument because Arsenal won the World Cup in... Uh, in 2000 or uh, with France and the Euros in 98 <laughs> 98 yeah 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 so yeah so I just couldn't be asked. And, and there were Spurs fans that were starting to uh, say oh yeah Spurs are going to win the World Cup I said oh you pathetic fucks you've been slagging off West Ham fans for years going yeah you won the World Cup you won fuck all you had some players in there and then the England team and squad was no real different than the 1966 squad. Um, so, but do you think it is right for Arsenal fans to come along and go, Tottenham have done it again? Nope. Uh, nope. It isn't. I I think it just makes us look as pathetic as them. It does because some certain Arsenal fans would cheer in when, when you know, when Big Chin was scoring goals. So, no. The thing is, the thing is, let's let's be real here. It's not really their fault, you know. Tottenham players' fault that England lost is just because England suck. That that's just 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 real of it. Um, Kane's greedy, and his greed came to the fore um, in a game against Croatia. Um, um, I was watching just just before um, I think the final started, um, and Modric was 
having a go at the English media because the English media came out and said, you know, they're, they're going to be tired. And it was pundits as well. I, I remember hearing um, Rio Ferdinand saying, you know, after the after the French game against Belgium. But that was logic. That was logic. It was, it was logic, but at the same time, it was very dismissive. It was dismissive of Croatia, and it was, and it was, and that dismissive attitude was happening everywhere. It was happening in the media, and it was happening on on, on ignorant shows like Talk Sports. So it was, it was everywhere where people were just putting down Croatia, and it was like, what, what are you guys doing? You know, they may have played. Yeah, but it's no different than I said. To, I said to you in a previous couple of podcasts before that Talk Sport was saying, "Oh, England are this, that, and the other." I said, and I, I, I think I, my quote was, "When uh, we're England are." Not as good as talk sports say. say they're not. They are. They're not. Yeah. They're, not. And, uh, it, they're an improving side and they are much better. Here's, here's, here's the thing. Um, everyone just jumped on the bandwagon and got on the hype, hype train. Everyone got, every, yeah, everyone got crazy because they saw the side of the draw. But as I kept saying to my colleagues and I kept saying to my friends, I'm like, listen, just just don't say anything. This World Cup has, has you know, there, there's been a lot of surprises in this World Cup. Just don't say anything and just watch the game. This is the it's coming home stuff was really getting on my nerves, you know, and and uh, you know opposition fans and 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 you know media from other countries were jumping on there and saying the English are really arrogant. That's why there was a worldwide celebration when England went out. It wasn't just me. You know, because it just perceived, you know, even though people were saying, oh, um, like Gary Neville, Gary Lineker came out and said, oh, it, it was all a joke and this like that. But really and truly, you cannot tell somebody to understand your humor. You know, a lot of people don't understand British humor. So you cannot expect anyone else to understand your, your humor and understand where you're coming from. They just saw it as arrogant. I saw it as arrogant. I saw it as really irritating, you know, so I was, I was more than happy when I saw England go out. Um, just, just know your audience. Uh, looking back at the feedback no. on, uh, uh, no, 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 know your audience. No. Since since this podcast has been going, listen. No, I. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. And I I'm hadn't saying, finished. Yeah, no, no. I hadn't finished. Now, um, look at the French squad, right? And you look at the the England squad, right? And I and I mean the first team, and I mean the players that weren't paid, and and the bench. The the amount of quality is ridiculous. Right. And then you look at the England squad and their bench was lacking that player that can come on and change the game. Um, and he was at West Ham. Say what? Oh yeah. 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 I know. I feel, I feel like Gareth Southgate made a lot of mistakes in terms of his tactics, in terms of the players he picked. And he was very, you know, this is how we're going to play and I'm not changing it. Um, but it goes deeper than that as well. Um, you, I, I grew up in France and it's like, there's clubs in every town you go to, you know, for, for, for children up to, you know, to teenagers, there's clubs everywhere, even with tennis, you know, where they're really serious about their sport and developing their youngsters from the grassroots all the way up, right? You can only, you only got to look at uh, Mbappe to see that, right? So they take it very seriously. And this is a government thing. And then you come here in, in, in England and that is, that really is not the case. You know, you look at the grassroots level and it is poor. You know, it's really poor. And then when you go up, my, my nephew had a trial um, for Chelsea. But those trials are so few and far between because grassroots, there is really no investment down there. So it's hard for England to produce genuine quality players when there really isn't a career path that's obvious. And then when it get to that, when it get to that level, you know, when it get to, you know, being professionals and when they are good enough, their path is usually blocked by teams going out and buying cheaper players abroad. Yeah. But that, that's what I was going to say. They did. You got, but you could open up another 
three-hour debate yeah, um, really want to. about <laughs> grassroots football and the sale of Wembley and so on yeah. uh, and so forth. Um, the structure of the French government, the social side of th- things, so they'd look after their uh, their people in difference rather than a capitalist society that uh, the, the UK works mm. on. The, 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 there's, you know, the, there's lots of things you can go on there. There is, but um, I just, you know, because when when England went out and you have pundits trying to dissect what went wrong um, which really was irritating because it, they, England just weren't good enough you know and they just didn't have that player who can take that ball and just take this thing out of the game they had two players that were very similar in, in Ali and, and Lingard who like to go beyond the striker and then you had Henderson who's not good enough on the ball and you had the defenders who aren't good enough on the ball either but that's not something that's not something that you have to look at with the first team but you got to look beyond that there are genuine players out there who are who are good, who are English, but are they going to get that chance? We don't know. And you got to look at the grassroots level as well, because the only way these players are genuinely going to develop, you've also got to, you've also got, then you've also got to look at the structure of the Premier League. The Premier yeah. League um, doesn't have a home, but it has a home uh, homegrown quota. But Hector Bellin. Bellerin is homegrown. He's Spanish. Yeah, he speaks with a dodgy London accent, but he's Spanish. Um, they should have something like having to ha- play three English or three uh, British players in the squad and help all the home nations. Listen, we've done more than enough on the World Cup. Well done, France. Uh, well done, Mark Porter. <laughs> uh, well done, Manny. And well done, Big yeah, Steve. it was deserved. It was deserved. To, fini- to finish it off uh, in one words each, okay. um, Mike, you go first because you've had no airtime because the other guy's taken it all up. Um, what was your moment, game, goal, player, team at the tournament? Just like the uh, things that stuck out to you. Quick, 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 quick and sharp. Best game for me, Japan, Belgium. Brilliant game. Uh, the best goal was Coutinho against Switzerland. Top corner. Brilliant goal. Um, I can't remember what the other bit was now. Say that again. So, just moment, team. Yeah. The other two. Well, the best team for me was France. They won it. Oui. <laughs> you can't argue with that. Then They were the best team. They won the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. Um, Manny, go on. Uh, best game oh wow that's, that's a tough one but um, I agree it's going to be the World Cup final for you hasn't it no 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 um, I th- I'd say you know in terms of the quality and in terms of drama definitely um, um, Belgium Japan and even Spain Portugal um, best goal obviously I'm going to go with the Frenchman I'm going to go with with Bava versus Argentina that goal was quality wow I forgot about that one um, moment Germany going out I've never laughed so hard. Um, team, of course, I'm going to go with the boys in blue. Uh, my player um, of Chelsea. Wait, shut up. Um, my player of of the tournament is, is for me. It's, it's between Modric, Modric and and Kante for me. Um, yeah, no, it was a great World Cup. It was a tough one between them two. Wasn't it, it was no, for me personally. I would have gone with Kante, but Modric won the uh, player of the tournament. He did. Yeah, I think. I think. Because of Kante's performance in the final, apparently he had a, a stomach bug or something. But yeah, he was he was poor in the final, and I think and that kind of swayed, you know, the decision. But Modric is a worthy winner. Right. Well, my player was uh, Trippier 
Um, and the only reason I put Trippier in is because Mbappe is obvious. We all already knew he was good. Trippier was just outstanding. There could be Maguire as well. They were better than players than Trippier. For me, Mounier. I, Mounier, I, I just Belgium. even in the. Uh, I would gotten if you go in for someone in the England squad, for instance. Maguire. I would have gone for Harry Maguire. Maguire over. Yeah. I, I, I just every time I looked at the screen, Trippier was there and doing stuff. Um, okay. Yeah, That's so um, yeah, uh, moment was <sighs> the winker, um, Ronaldo taking that free kick. It, Good shout! He was just so so confident, uh, and you just knew it was coming. And it harked back to link it with Arsenal to. Thierry Henry when he looked at Graham Pohl after he took that um, that free kick and gone is that good enough and I thought oh you arrogant bloke oh uh, yeah but uh, you gotta have some something about you to do that well, I'm not a fan of Ronaldo um, but he's the world's best player and, and there he's gone to he's gone to Juventus for 104 105 million pounds madness. I think it's 105 madness yeah and they madness sold... compared to Allison going to Liverpool for oh, 67 shit. million. 67 million. I had that on my That's list. madness. Uh, for a keeper, the, the, and to go to Liverpool. Jesus. Um, but Ronaldo, uh, I think they sold 500 and something shirts in a day, and they normally sell 750 shirts in a year. Um, and my game. I agree with your go- uh, with your ones, and and one of the obvious ones would be the Spain Portugal game, which I think everybody thoroughly enjoyed. It was brilliant, but would have been both the Germany games just not uh, f- uh, macabre, really, considering I was supporting them. But Mexico versus Germany, I just loved the pressing and and everything else, and South Korea, who had fuck all to play uh for and they played with the, the the pride of the badge on their chest uh to knock Germany out. Um sadly for, for for me as I was um half supporting them. But you type a link us into Arsenal uh, a bit more there because one of the things I was going to talk about was Kante. Uh you mentioned Kante was one of your players of the tournament. How do you rate him um over Torea as a similar player? Uh, me, um, well, they are similar players, but Kante's got a lot more experience um, for me. Whether or not that bodes well, uh, we haven't really seen Torreya in the Premier League yet, so fingers crossed, I hope he turns out brilliantly, because he played brilliantly in the World Cup. Manny? Um, he's definitely no Kante, but... He was immense in the World Cup. Um, I can't wait to see what. Why he does. do you think he's not a Kante? Because Kante has proven it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the position and the style of player he is he. Yeah, but but with with Torreira, really, we've only re- been exposed to him in the World Cup. I think Kante, we, we we've seen him do it in the Premier League time and time again. Uh, we've seen him do it at the he World Cup. Did it for Leicester, and he's done it at Chelsea. Exactly, and. Players like Kante, they're the ones who you build a team around. I know you have your, your star players, but you take Kante right out of the French squad for an extended period of time. Believe me, we will feel it because he allows Pogba to do what Pogba does. He is the key. So if Torreira can be, if Torreira can become that player for us, then we can build the foundations for a better team overall. 
I heard an analogy on Talk Sport by his. What's the chap, the South American correspondent, uh, called? Um, he lives in Brazil and everything else, but he was talking about Torreira and he called him Pac-Man. And he said he just goes round the pitch, just clearing up problems, and he's just mobile and he just goes. There's a problem over there, and he goes and clears it up. And you know what? That game, Uruguay versus, I think it was Belgium actually. Um, he did very much that. I, it was a game I purposely um, wanted to watch him. And I was looking for him just to be sitting in front of the back four and that sort of area. Uh, and I was looking for a shirt number, which was number 14. And I, was, I saw him on front of the back four. Then I saw him up on the left wing. Then I saw him over on the right wing up forward. And I thought, oh, this guy is everywhere. He's got an engine on him. He definitely yeah. has. And it was against Portugal. Uh, and somebody, somebody else who looked like he had an engine. In, uh, was it against it Portugal? Was. was that the game? Well, he yeah, 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 yeah. Ronaldo. That was great. Yes, he yeah. did. Yeah, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. So now on to Arsenal. And Arsenal have started their um, the pre-season, um, uh, their training regime. Emery, um, Unai Emery, has been doing double training sessions. I think we talked about it in the last podcast that uh, no phones at um, mealtime and the, the, the under 17s, 23s, 19s are with the senior team. So it's like one big thi- thing. Um, and some of the videos you've seen out there, they look absolutely shagged afterwards. But Good. the one that... Good. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I agree. I agree. But I, before I came on here, uh, Mike, you messaged me, said you were ready to come on. And I actually was watching a video of, uh, it was a touchline video of Unai Emery at Boreham Wood. And it was just all how we reacted. And Wenger was sitting there with his bottle. And, and, and listen, this is not me, um, having to go at Wenger or anything like that. Cause I, I was, um, um, and am an admirer of the man. Uh, I, you know, We'll touch on some of the other stuff he said in the press recently. But um, Emery is sitting there and he's talking to people. Um, he's getting involved and going, go, 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 go. He was speaking quite a lot with um, Hector Bellerin, um, obviously communicating with him in Spanish. And I've seen stuff in the press about uh, Nacho Monreal. He's 32. Could he go back to Spain? Could he be sold? I hope not. Because uh, um, we don't really have enough cover in that area. And I thought that him being Spanish, he would be a good uh, candidate for being a captain. But could could Hector Bellerin be captain? No. Hell no. Ugh. No way. It, it was just watching this, the, the amount of instruction. Okay, it's probably because... Hector was on that side of the pitch and he could uh, pass messages out. But the amount of instruction that was going through Hector was unbelievable. I'm hoping that Emery gets the best out of Bellerin. Uh, we've seen Bellerin at his best. He's unbelievable. Um, when? His speed. Oh, well, come on. he has. He's made some quality tackles in the back. And he has. Over the last couple of years, he's, he's got away with not doing anything because he's had no one to challenge him. I don't think he was being man-managed properly, personally. Um, I just don't think he was with with Wegner. And I think that's what's let him down more than anything. 
Um, but I reckon Emery can get the best out of him, and I reckon you're gonna cons- you're gonna see a completely different Bellerin, and I reckon my, you, my, I also I, think he's gonna be amazing. I really hope you're right. My my issue with Bellerin, he's got all, the, he's got everything there. He's got the speed. He can tackle. That's all. He, that, his no, crossing no, 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 no. can be questioned. That's all he's got. He's got the speed. He ends up being too far up the pitch. Doesn't do any tackling as a defender, and then couldn't he cross himself. He can tackle though. I have seen it. He can tackle. He, he made some quality tackles against. Um, I can't remember who it was now. I think it might have been Costa when we were playing against Chelsea, and he he covered quite a lot of the pitch to get back as well. And he can Fair he can play. he can get there. He can do it. Again, the problem for me. He hasn't been man managed properly now. Where I think Emery and the assistants can get the best out of him. Yeah, he seems a complete nutter, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, and I like that. <laughs> yeah, and listen, watching that... the watching the videos as well when you're seeing him and they're proper going at him and they are they're not the screaming at him, but it's it it looks constructive. It yeah, doesn't they're, look they're... like they're actually screaming at him for you know because they're doing stuff wrong. It is constructive. Yeah, they're not fuck them off. They're 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 no. like yeah, yeah. Um, so Emery done a press conference recently, and he he he's still committed to speaking English, even though you look at was it what's his name Sari is it um, at Chelsea? Uh, he done his press conference, and he was worried that you know he might be come across wrong, and he done uh, used Italian translators. You got to take your hat off to him, though, haven't you? Like um, I think fair play to him. Uh, I. You can't, you can't argue with it. He wants to do it. He's committed to doing it. From what I've read and what I've heard off uh, other various media outlets, he has a English teacher with him pretty much 24-7. Um, so he's definitely committed into doing it. Where You can't argue with that. And I, I, I think fair play to him. I just like the whole feel about the club the fan base at the minute. Yeah, there it's are got a, a few, brilliant vibe. Yeah, there, there are a few idiots come along, and um, I posted something about Wenger and the stuff we'll talk about later um, on 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 there, and it, it did draw out some of the the Wenger haters and the AKBs with the WOBs and all that sort of stuff. But that's fucking done, you know. That that's over and done with. But yeah, I think we'll discuss later because I, I think I posted something similar up to that. So. Yeah, the 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 the. the, the the vibe has been great. Boreham Wood was sold out. It was red and white. And I know they're playing white and black, but it was sold out. The atmosphere was brilliant. There was... I, I, I'll tell you the reason why in a second. I didn't get to see it because... Um, uh, on, online. But Arsenal.com, the hits on Arsenal.com were huge for... Yeah, yeah. For, for 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 the game, people just wanted to watch the game. People who want to watch this, uh, watch the new style, the setup, um, and I, everybody who Nick Hatcher was there, a few other people were there, and they're watching people off the ball that you can see on 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 the clips that 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 have been up. Said about the pressing and the movement. The pressing and the movement was unbelievable, um, and then at half time, um, did, did did well. First of all, did either one of you watch the Bournemouth game? Uh, I did, but I let Manny speak. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, after it though, um, and I was, I was, because I was out and about. <clears throat> so whenever I would get Wi-Fi, I would just like get on my phone and have a look. Um, but no, I did. I did watch the game. I enjoyed it. Um, a few standout 
uh, players for me. I was going to say, who, was the, who stood out for you? Emil Smith-Rowe, young 17-year-old. Yeah. I think he was playing in, a, in the number 10 role. I liked him. I liked him. It was like, you know, that there will be a trickery, that bit of pace, you know, that the eye for a pass. I liked him, you know, and just the team and in, in general, it just, I just liked the feel of it. You know, it was really, it was so good to actually watch Arsenal again. It felt like so long since I hadn't seen, you know, the Mai Gunner. So, it felt and, good. And, and with him and Mate and Niles and um, Gwen Doozy, well, hey, um, <laughs> <laughs> have, have we got, uh, a future immense midfield. Oh yeah, Maitland-Niles. I that that Maitland-Niles for um, I think it was Aubameyang's first goal. Went on the run and beat a couple of players. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember the goal. I don't yeah. know if it was first or second. It yeah. was brilliant. You know, it's young. It's it's British. Um, yeah. Oh man, I know it was just a friendly, but. Fucking hell. That was, I enjoyed it's it. It's positives for the youngsters coming through and it gives them an opportunity to show who they are and what they can yeah. do. And, uh, there were few and far between before and now, especially during this, I know it was, it was boring wood. Yeah. It's, they're not the best team out there, but it just shows what these players can do, especially these youngsters. And I think Did- a lot of them played outstanding. Yeah. Did Smith Rowe come on in the second half or the first he was, half? He was playing. He was playing the first half, so he was playing the first forty-five. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, it was a young midfield. Mike, it was a young midfield. Yeah. Mike, for you, who stood out? For me, Nikita. Yeah. I I think he's brilliant. Mm, good shout. Good shout. Yeah, yeah that little that little back heel uh, that I did to lay off uh, Lacazette. Was it Lacazette? No, it might be Mkhitaryan. For Mkhitaryan, that goal. could have been Mkhitaryan. Yeah. yeah, that was that was genius. That and his goal as well. Um, brilliant and from and it, from what we've got, seen I think he's going to be the replacement for Welbeck oh Welbeck okay yeah. I don't think Welbeck I think Welbeck's going I'd take that well th- we'll touch on like fringe players and, and, and yeah. stuff like that well yeah, uh, yeah I don't um, want to say too much just in case yeah. but no, um, um, yeah he's definitely Welbeck's replacement Aubameyang scored a hat-trick okay um how many goals do you think he's going to get this season? Uh, just, just say in the Premier League. Uh, I'd say twenty to twenty-five. Yeah, for me. yeah I agree. I agree. I'll, I'll stick my neck out and say twenty-five plus. I've actually put a bet, and I don't bet, as people know. I put ten pound on Arsenal to win the league. I think I've lost my tenner, but I think it's I worth a bet. Just, what was it just, thirty-three to one? No, I got twenty, twenty to one. Twenty to one is still worth a tenner. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 11 changes then at half time sorry can I just point yeah, out on. as well with Aubameyang his relationship with Lacazette which I spotted during that match and towards the end of last season I, them two are going to hit it off like a house on fire I the, really the, do think that there's something about Aubameyang he just comes across as such a nice fella and I don't think he could piss off even I don't know Nasri or Gallas strange you know? when we first heard about yep. him he was the bad boy. Yeah. The thing is, I, th- I think he's just got an edge about him. Um, I, I do believe he has, you know, he has a, a flamboyant, maybe an arrogant side to him. But then on the flip side of that, you look, you look at him and you look at the way, you know, you, you know, the, the videos and you look at the way he interacts with, with Lacazette and there's, there's a little bit of a, of a French connection thing going on, um, yeah. in, in, within the club. There's always one, um, well, since, since, 
the Venga era. Uh, you know, there's there's always that little French core, and you just feel like he's he's the leader of that. And then he wants to look, you know, him and Lacazette have that understanding. You have that almost. I want them to have that telepathic understanding. I like yeah. it. Okay, I love what I'm seeing. He's unselfish as well. I think. Yeah. He can be very unselfish. Obviously, he can be selfish in front of goal, do, but he can do, be do, very do. unselfish. Because his pass do, is just do, as good do. as his. <laughs> do, do, oh, God. <laughs> Talk about putting you off your statement. <laughs> right. So, moving swiftly on to save my bl- uh, my blushes. 11 changes at half time. Going almost flipping back to um, the new regime and the training regime. The players, there was 11 changes, and the first team players weren't sent to the stands, weren't sent to the bench. They were sent back to London Colney. To do some work. Man, I love it. Do some work. I love it. Fuck! I love it. I love it. I love it. These guys, we are... Could you imagine that happening before? No. No. No, the thing is, this, this, I I have a, I have a, good feeling that this regime here is going to weed out the weak. It's going to weed out those as well, guys. With a lot of the players that you're seeing, it, it's not that you don't feel a bad vibe from coming from him from it either. You can see him, they're all enjoying the football. And that's where, like Manny just said, you're going to find a lot of this now is going to weed a lot of the weak out. No, no, no. I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. But um, you got players that we thought possibly um you know would they make it under Wenger would they make it under any manager like Chambers we all said you know sell him sell him he was played in uh, a midfield a defensive midfield role um do you think it could work he he seemed quite confident I don't know if that was like no I want to stay or did he again I have to plead the you know, ignorance. I, I didn't watch the game and I haven't had a chance to watch the highlights. I watched a couple of bits, but do you think he was all right? Or He did okay. Did okay. I don't think he's going to stay there, not with the competition that's going to be in that midfield role. Yeah, I agree. He's... I can see that coming as a possibility to rest players. Europa League. Europa League, Carling Cup. Or and he's still in the, the young. Cup, sorry, now. <laughs> and the FA Cup. Yeah, he's still young. Uh, but he's more, so for me, he is definitely more of a centre-back. Uh, I just think he's going to be doing that role for cover and to get game time. And Manny, you mentioned, you mentioned like Eddie Nketiah. Um, what about the likes of uh, Nketiah, Willock, Maitland-Niles, the Jeff? Mm. Where, where are they going to um, be in the squad next year? Like Maitland-Niles looks like he's probably... I want him to stop. A bench, a, ben- a bench player, maybe starting some games. Maybe um, they're either going to be in the team, or Emery will want them to go out and have a genuine season-long loan, with a view of them of coming the, of back. Of those four, who would who would you put on loan and who would you keep? Um, Nelson would go on loan. Willock would go on loan. But Willock is a winger, isn't he? No, he's a, he's a no, or, he's ne- no, Nelson, Nelson's mid- the winger. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nelson, yeah. just because I think he he still needs to bulk up and he needs that experience. Um, I think he, he would do well uh, somewhere. Um, who else did I say? Willock to go out on loan. Um, I would keep Maitland-Niles. I would keep the Jeff, as you call him, and I would keep Nketiah. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, those are the two I'd go online. I think those two would. Smith wrote, I reckon he could do yeah, the going him online. Him too. Him too, yeah. And um, what was his name? Um, the, the boy who played at left back. Damn, I forgot his, I forgot his name. Oh, now you've got me thinking. Damn, I forgot his name. Anyway, he did well. Um, and maybe he could do it with alone as well because he, he was energetic up and down at the rink. I forgot his name though. Oh, that's annoying. I'm going to Google it. Okay, hold on, hold on, I'm Googling it, I'm Googling it, let's see, that's it, I'll say 2-2, Geordie, I'll say 2-2, 19-year-old. Yeah, that's what no, he <laughs> just got well. it as well. He did well, I, I enjoyed, he's 19, he's going to be 20 this year, hmm. I can't see him going out on loan. Yeah, but where do you see him playing though? Didn't he play in the Europa League somewhere, I think, didn't he come on a clone, I think, last year? Did he? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he got a, a run out in one of the air... Ah, maybe it might be out in... Um, where did we go? The uh, Eastern European... Uh, Belgrade, was it? Or uh, somewhere? No, like, yeah. Yeah. What was the other one? Did we go Romania? Did we go Romania? I, yeah, yes. we did. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I, yeah, I, I can't remember I, the team, I, but I think we did go to Romania. Yeah. I, I, I think he got a run out there. Okay. So, no, he did yeah. well. He did well for sure. And anybody watching the uh, Singapore games then? So we got Atletico Madrid on the 26th. We got PSG on the 28th. They're both at about 12.45. One's, I think, a Thursday. The other one's a Saturday. I'll watch the highlights. Yeah. Or, or I might try and catch it if I can. Yeah. And Apparently, we played a behind-closed-doors friendly today against um, Crawley. Um, then the first-team players played. And won really? the game nine nil. Okay, That's and good. not not twenty three nil because we've got to oh outdo Everton. God, we? <laughs> <laughs> when did that come? Oh to? God, fuck it hell. Anyway, so other things talking about Singapore. Ozil has travelled. <laughs> good. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I, I I I am going to be interested to see what happens there. He, the, the, there's players like Mustafi, Ozil, um, uh. Ramsey to a certain degree uh, and so they're players that we're all argue about and discuss about I'm so interested to see how they will perform Bellerin as well uh, perform under new tutelage and guidance and by the coach agreed so, agreed yeah. it's hard for me to give him a clean slate though um, that, that's the hard part for me <laughs> no I know but they can you can you can get some retribution somewhere along the line. La, la, last thing really on 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 the squad Rambo. Um, I know we've mentioned it a few times uh, over the close season and even at the end of um, the last season. Um, at the thirty first of August or the second of September is um, our last opportunity to uh, sell a player. I think we can take players in until the the league starts, but we can still sell players until the end of August at some point uh, when the transfer window closes right throughout the world and Europe. Um, he's been offered several different contracts, still not signing. Um, personally, mm. don't sign. Fuck yeah. off. I'd like to keep him because I think you can build a team around him and I don't think we could lose Jack and Rambo. Um, because it's just 
too much change. It may be, but we can't afford to keep a player that doesn't want to sign a contract. I'm sorry. You know, um, I'm hoping the era of holding the club to ransom is over. You know, either sign or we'll go away. You know, that it's, it's just that simple. Um, yeah, that, that I agree with you. Yeah. I don't want to see him go, but you can't hold a club to ransom. Nope. No player has been given the job. Santi Cazola. Yo, that warmed my heart, man. 365 days off the pitch. Nearly lost his foot. He's back on. Would have loved him to be in red and white, but, you know, he probably wouldn't have got a game for Arsenal now. Times are changing, and yeah. uh, unfortunately, Santi Cazola, he had to find his own way. I would love to actually yeah. meet the guy and then just just give him a hug. Like, if that, <laughs> honestly... Honestly, because he is a nice guy, isn't he? He just he, the smile on yeah, his face he, all the time. He, he just I've met I've met you, he'd be very frightened. Well stop it. Stop it. I'm not that bad. Okay, okay, I'm alright, fine. No, I would I would love to meet him and I would love to meet two players I'd love to meet, Santi Cazola and then and my favourite player at the minute, Kante man. You know, I would love to meet them too. Just yeah, shake their hand. Can't. Kante should have been playing in red and white all the time. Let's leave so, that one alone. Mm, Let's leave yeah, that one alone. That Which uh, links us into uh, the final thing. Mr. Wenger <laughs> has been interviewed by, I think it was a BN Sports, but it was a long interview and some of it has been taken maybe slightly out of context, but the, the, the grab line was, maybe I made a mistake to spend so long in one place. I felt a prisoner uh, by his ambitions. Um, what the fuck's all that about? Is he, to me, is he running out of money? He has to sell some stories. I, no, I, you know what? I don't know if you've read the full transcript. The I full did. transcript. It, it, yeah, yeah, I did, and, yeah. And, and, and it doesn't sound as desperate as uh, I've just put across, but we need stuff to talk about. <laughs> no, it's, it's, you know what? What grabbed me was, you know, he said that his, his ambition... Um, with football and um, one of his regrets was the fact that he neglected the people around him and he neglected the people that he loved because of his obsession yeah, his with wife football. he lost his wife and everything yeah. and his daughter was estranged to yeah. him and stuff like because that because of his well. obsession yeah. with football and call it harsh cry me a river well, honestly cry me a river get the violin let's play it and then let's be the um, let's create our own band and let's be like the, the guys in the Titanic you know who were playing when the when the ship was going down ridiculous <laughs> Re- got the smallest violin playing the saddest song I'm just for you I'm telling you I'm just like I have zero sympathy for you old man I, I, re- I, I really do not care here you know because it's you, you know you, the only the only thing aside from what you said there was the one of the first things when I read the full transcript about his neglect of uh, loved ones, family, and so on, and he and he did mention and obviously he lost his wife, uh, not lost his wife, but he divorced his wife um, over that, but he did have some fifty on the side. Um, the <laughs> the 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 thing was that I think he now acknowledges and stepping away from the situation um, that maybe his own too late. I'm trying to late. use the word arrogance, but his own arrogance. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, all, it's all too little too late. The thing is, the guy, is he left. Stay left. You don't need to go on stories and stuff like that. People will respect you more for just yes. being the guy you once were, not coming out with these sob stories and this and that. 
Give me a break. You know what I mean? I think I said. I, I think I said he stood on the pitch at, uh, at the Burnley game, and you were there with me, Mike. Yeah, I was um, there. Yeah. And he came along and said, "Like you, I am a fan." Hmm. Well, if you're a fan, shut the fuck up and don't drag just, us through. Yeah, exactly. Just, just exactly. leave us. Just leave us alone. It's all well and good now, you know, having stepped I, away. I from want to be there for a statue. I, I want to have him. You, you, yeah, as, yeah. No, no, no. The, the guy's a legend for what he done for the club. Whatever. He stayed too long. Yes. Whatever. Do me a favour. Write, write a book about it. I will buy the book. Oh, please. I'll buy the book. I, I would buy the book. But the book. at this point in but, time, but I want, I, I want no holds barred. I want. The full story. I, I would the, love yeah, the full, full story as well. I would love the full story because you know, obviously, he's not only to blame. I think like you know, the powers that be allowed him to stay too long. But at the same time, I think he was mirrored by his ambition, and his ambition was was had a bit of his ego in here as well, where he refused to listen to anyone, and you know how he stuck to his ways, and he didn't want to change anything. Um, I'm just, I don't want to hear. I just, I just don't want to hear his stories. I don't want to. I'm sick of him coming out after the fact and going oh maybe i should have done this maybe i should have done that it's done now you know what i mean it, exactly. it's done the club has moved on some of the fans haven't moved on that's their business all right yeah no, and no, some, no, no, and no, some fans are moving on what? and then the, i love the breath of fresh air at the club right now i love seeing those the training videos i love to i'm loving you know i'm enjoying being an arsenal fan again i don't want to have to to go on sky sports or pick up a newspaper and see Wenger's face plastered on the back of it with him coming out with some stupid quotes about the club again just leave it alone stop it move on the vibe that's going around at the minute and everyone's moving forward you can see the club moving forward there's a good vibe around it and then a bombshell the bad smell it, just, Wegner, just yeah Wegner comes back again the worst pro, the, the thing is the problem for Wegner is Wenger that's it that, that's he's true. his own so he's his own worst enemy that issue he couldn't get out of his, of his own way you know, and um, um, I just just get right off into the sunset. Do whatever it is you want to do. You've amassed a lot of money. You got a lot of respect from people. Do what you want to do. Just leave Arsenal's name alone mm. for it, it hasn't been what it's been three months since he's gone. Exactly, you know, two three months something like that. May. And you're and you're opening your mouth already. Oh, just just go away. Honestly, let let Arsenal move on and let us look forward to the slightly. Season slightly misquoted and he's always going to be asked about it it's no different than if you had President Clinton or no no no, okay listen one thing that I did I was chatting to a guy I know uh, through business and he was talking about um, uh, futsal which is Brazilian uh, indoor football it's for the kids and stuff like that and this is where Ronaldinho Messi you name them have have all learnt their stuff basically a street football uh, in Brazil and South America um, and it went indoors, and they called it football sala, or futsala, or, which meant indoor football. But their indoor football was a slightly smaller ball. Arsenal um, have uh, joined with Ole Football Academy, and they're going to have their academy players. They've um, getting their academy players to play this. It's all about pass and move, and moving the ball around, and quick touch. Uh, have a look at. Um, Ole Football Academy okay. um, when you get a chance look at some of the work and there's also uh, another academy I can't remember the name of it um, which uh, look after South End, Colchester West Ham players and you see these 10 12 year old kids and my mate manages them and runs the team and they're taking the ball controlling it with the with the sole of their foot people are running moving it's, it's on slightly bigger than a, a basketball ca- uh, court yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but you can see where Ronaldinho yo comes from. You can see where Messi and this control they've got. Yeah, I mean, so, don't, don't you remember ha- the um, you know, the play beautiful um campaign, and uh, they were showing Ronaldinho playing on one of those pitches. You know, the the futsal, you know, sort of pitch, and there was um, they were showing a, a, a video of him as an adult and him as as a kid. You know, and he was doing pretty much the same things as he was doing as a kid and, you know, smile on his face and the control and the passing and the movement and the skill. So, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to look, look that up because that was great. Well, um, I think we've covered quite a lot. Yeah, we have. And Mike's disappeared. We're not going to have a five, uh, no, no five word game. Um, Mike has disappeared, but thank you very much, Mike, for, uh, your input. We really enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Um, no, fi- no, no five-word challenge this week. We're going to look at something slightly different. Um, and Miguel is talking about maybe uh, fantasy league, Premier League sort of thing. Um, I like the Sun one because it's just easy. But you know, we, we'll look at see see something like that and see how we go. Okay, sounds good to me. Um, Manny, yes, sir. It's been difficult. <laughs> And we have Mike back. Perfect timing. Oh, there he is. What happened, Jim? I don't know what happened there. He just, you lot went, and then he went cut off. Yeah, you need another chicken on that generator up in Scunthorpe, don't you? (laughs) Get out of it. I'm on Virgin. (laughs) We do get cable around here. Yeah. (laughs) We're just just saying that we're not doing the five word channels today. Um, We are going to look at something. Miguel is going to look at Boston, as we called him last week, Um, is going to look at um, possibly. Um, Premier League fantasy football league or something like that. We, we we have a, a bit of a giggle over that. Um, it's been good. Yeah. Um, thank you very much. Remember, uh, we are available on all those social media platforms. Um, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Alex Howarth, um, the guy who does our jingle, and also Mark Silk, who is absolutely fucking mega famous. He is Danger Mouse. He is Scooby-Doo, Scrappy-Doo. He's been in Star Wars. He's, oh, man, just look up Mark, M-A-R-C, Silk, voiceover artist. He's the bollocks. Um, He's done a bit of work for us, and uh, he'll tell you all about uh, how you can follow us and contact us. Thanks very much, everyone. Up the Arsenal. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal.